Welcome to the BYOB podcast. Before you crack open that cold one, I should clarify. This is the Build Your Own Business podcast, your go-to place for all the marketing, mindset, and strategies needed to build a successful and profitable online business. My name is Shania, and I'm a marketer, business coach, and lover of all puns. I felt unfulfilled at my 9-to-5 and as if I was meant to do way more than any job description would allow. So I started an online coaching business and you guessed it, I haven't looked back. If you are ready to build a career that you're crazy passionate about, doesn't have you counting down the days until you retire, and lets you BYOB, be your own boss, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a pen and notebook and let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Build Your Own Business podcast. I'm super excited today because I'm here with a lovely Taylor to talk all about staying accountable when you don't see results in your business. And as new coaches, it can take time to really build your business and get it to that point where you start seeing the results that you want. And often it can feel like it's just taking too long or like you're never going to sign that client. And, you know, maybe you're having those thoughts that maybe you're just not cut out for this. And when you go through that slump, it's really easy to convince yourself to quit and forget about your business and why you created it in the first place. So if that's something that you're experiencing right now, I really hope that Taylor and I can help you get through this period. So to kick things off, Taylor, can you just share a little bit about your business journey and why you decided to start your coaching business? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So I identified previously as what I like to call a serial quitter. So I would set out these goals, say it, I would just say it and think like, oh, I'm going to get there. But after investing a ton of time, money, personal development, books, podcast training, certifications, all of that, I realized what it took to actually hit a goal. And it's not just I want to do that. You know, it's really creating a plan behind it. And that's what leads to the serial quitting is thinking uh, that there's, there's no meat behind your goal setting basically. And so I started my business specifically related to weight loss because I was a serial quitter in weight loss over and over and over and over. And after uh, I lost 60 pounds in one year, I was like, okay, what else is next? How else can I teach people about goal setting in this realm, but also beyond that? So I call myself a goal success coach. I'm helping you achieve goal commitment and success while reducing the overwhelm and stress. So you finally quit quitting on you. I love that. And I feel like so many people can relate to that idea of being a serial quitter. Um, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, have this fear of starting a business and telling their friends and family about it because they don't want to like give up on it and then be seen as a quitter by all of these other people. Yes, absolutely. For sure. There's a fear around that. Yeah, definitely. So why is it so let's just jump right into it, I guess. Um, But why is it so easy for people to throw in the towel and give up on themselves when they don't see the results within a certain time frame? I think it starts with exhaustion. Uh, The hard work sets in, right? So we're like, oh, I have this grandiose plan. I'm going to do this. Like how many business ideas, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're like, oh, I could create this 
thing. I could uh, have this service. I could add on to this to my product suite, like so many different aspects of it. But then the reality of it sets in, right? And mm-hmm. we're being pulled in normal life in a million different directions. And so exhaustion sets in. We start with, uh, we're too all in when we start, right? We're like, we go super hard in the first three weeks. And then we're that hustle mentality is like, go, 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 go. And then we're tired. And that's when the, once we get tired, once the burnout happens, then the quitting happens. And a lot of that starts with the, the perfectionism mindset or this all or nothing mentality, right? Like if I can't do it 100%, then I'm not going to do it at all. And I think that's really where it starts of people feeling like, overwhelmed by it all instead of dialing it in like how can we dial this back how can we make it attainable how can I create this big goal into milestones so that I don't feel like I need to throw in the towel yeah exactly and I think especially when people are working a nine to five like it's so hard to balance your time and because of that because you're also balancing a nine to five that contributes to you burning out and just feeling exhausted all of the time and I feel like when you have that cushion of the consistent income and like the consistent career and job, it's so easy to kind of just walk away from having your business, even though like deep down, you know, you want to be a business owner and be your own boss. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And I think that there's beauty behind that, but also we have to like (laughs) balance the being pulled you know, we learn so many things when we're able to balance the nine to five and being an entrepreneur, um, that set you up for when that full time comes. Right. But it's, it's really shows it challenges your dedication to see how much this entrepreneurship matters to you when you have a nine to five. For sure. It's, it's totally a mental game and just trying to manage all of those thoughts that are surrounding you and all of the beliefs that you have in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And entrepreneurship, it's, it's a pretty wild roller coaster ride. Um, and success isn't always as predictable or as linear as a nine to five. So where do we get this idea that we should see results within like X number of months? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> what I love about uh, social media and what I don't love about it come together in that question, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. So we get this idea because it's beautiful to see what's possible, right? We're, we're watching women and men like crush their goals out there in certain timelines, hitting certain milestones, uh, financial abundance in like certain amounts that we're, we're striving for, right? So we get to watch this happen, but they're on the flip side, when that comparison strikes, because as an entrepreneur, like feeling quote unquote behind that you're not hitting these goals in the same time frame. But are we holistically looking at the full picture? Like if you do have a nine to five and a coaching business uh, or any business on the side, you just cannot give the same dedication and time and energy. Like it's not possible. It just isn't. And so the roller coaster can start in every business, every journey, every package you sell, every client, because it's all different. And it's like the reality of some businesses are going to have different timelines than yours. 
but you're meant to be on the timeline that you're on and you're learning the things that you're learning in the moments that you need them, right? And and it's great to see that potential, but we have to set our goals for our big picture, right? Like how your life looks, not what other people's lives look like. And so that's why I say like the beauty of social media, we get to see what's possible. And if we choose to see that as potential versus comparison, it can be really magical. But I think when that comparison creeps in of why am I not there yet? I'm doing all of these things. Like, why am I not seeing results? It's, it can be really detrimental. Yeah. I really like how you, how you phrase that. And I, you know, that quote, that's like, we all have the same hours in the day as Beyonce. Um, I saw this, I saw this somewhere else on the internet, but it was like, we all have 24 hours in the day, but Beyonce was made to be Beyonce. And she has a whole team of people behind her who are helping her get to like where she is today. And with social media, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes because we're only privy to what people allow us to see. And so we don't know that maybe someone's been working on their business for like the last three years. And in the last three months, they really just started taking off. Or we don't know that this person has some assistants or like VAs or other outsourcing people that they've, they've been working with who are helping them get these results. Absolutely. We only see the reality that people want us to see. And we don't see all the we don't see, I mean, that's on the flip side, whether they have a team and that's amazing. There's so many people helping them get there. Uh, Cause I really feel like hiring is self-care, yes. but also <laughs> the other side of it, we don't see the blood, sweat and tears and the, the roller coaster of emotions that yeah, and there's so many of them. if it's like us in our, our, our little corner of the world as business women or somebody that's going for their 50th, you know, like an actress that's going for their 50th movie, walking onto set, she's still feeling those same feelings. Like we're human. That's mm -hmm. natural. Yeah, <laughs> so we exactly. Just have to lean into that and do it anyway. <laughs> totally. And I, I think exactly what you said with social media is that I mean, I guess when you're an online coach or you have an online business, you're constantly surrounded by other people, um, especially if you're on Instagram and you're seeing everybody else posting about their achievements and uh, just posting like their their successes and stuff. So how do you like to, I guess, take care of yourself and not not get so caught up in comparing yourself to others when you see it so prominently all over Instagram? Yes. So that starts with I call it GDG to put it nicely, gosh, darn grace. <laughs> so I give myself some GDG all the time, but here's the thing. Like it hit me one day I was in a whole food store, um, like a sprouts, whole foods, Gelson's ha that has a crazy vitamin aisle. And I was walking down this vitamin aisle and on one side there's vitamin D and on the other side there's vitamin D and one bottle was $10 and the other one was $60 and they're the same size, same vitamin. Like somebody's going to walk down that aisle and pick the $10 one because that's what they're looking for. And somebody's going to pick the $60 one. Like there is space for all of us drive through your town that has a pizza place on every single corner. And there's lines at every single one of them. Like you're going to resonate with different people at different stages in your life for different reasons. And there is space for all of us. And 
And I think one of the tools around that is if you're starting to feel that come in, you got to audit what you're consuming, right? So like we need to pay attention to when those feelings are happening. What is ha- what is happening around you when those comparison feelings are coming up? Is it because uh, you're seeing something on social media? Is it your atmosphere? Like, is it something you need to pay attention to what triggers that so that you know how to combat that. So that can start with auditing what you consume. And as a coach in this space, I don't necessarily love to follow a ton of other coaches too, because whether you want to or not, you know, nothing comes from nothing anymore. And if you're seeing somebody do it this way, you're going to just instinctually feel like, oh, maybe I should try that. And if you're constantly trying what other people are doing, then how original and creative are you being to your own voice and your own self? So I think that stems from like, at first auditing what you consume and when you can get to the place where you just appreciate it for what it is like, oh, I learned something new today. How can I apply this to my business in my own way versus the feeling to like recreate something that's already been out there? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I feel like the most important thing you can learn as a new coach is really understanding like what your strengths are and who you are. And I feel like this this also kind of relates to like your own um, health business and your own your own um, wellness business where you help your own clients. I feel like every person is built differently and everybody has different strengths and they just see things differently. And so when you can really play those up and use those to your advantage, that's really when you're going to be able to stand out. Because going back to like your vitamin analogy, sometimes when I walk down those aisles, I just get so overwhelmed because there's too many choices and they're all exactly the same. And there's always like one slight difference in them. And I never know like what it is or like which one is really going to benefit me the most. And I feel like when people are just on the online space and like creating videos or creating content that really speaks to who they are as a person and really highlights what makes them different, then it makes that choice so much easier. Absolutely. It's a, it can be a sea of sameness out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're seeing the same thing kind of regurgitated over and over. And so if you make that yours and make your unique voice and your story, your story is what makes it unique. How you teach it is what makes it unique. And instead of, you know, feeling feeling that pull or obligation, like, well, it's working for her. It's working for him. Like, no, figure out what works for you. Cause your audience and your audience will tell you that if they're already resonating with you, like then they're already telling you what's working. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think like the mute button was a great thing that the Instagram gods gave to us. I really like using it for like when you just, you, you know, that like a certain type of content or a certain person's post really triggers you. I think the mute button is always an excellent choice. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So how much, uh, how much does our mindset and like self-imposed limiting beliefs contribute to us wanting to quit and how much of it is like, um, thoughts we create for ourselves versus like external factors? Woo. So 1000% of it is mindset. (laughs) I always, (laughs) I always coach on, you know, it's you again, it's you and your mindset against the world. Like your biggest 
attribute in your life can be your mindset, but it can also be to your demise, um, to your mm-hmm. quitting, to your uh, limiting beliefs, all of that, right? So it's really about how you foster what's between these ears. And it starts there. And even from a, like you mentioned, a weight loss perspective, I think so many times people get caught up on like, what am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to meet my body? How much water am I supposed And it's like, whoa, 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 let's back up. And if we start with your mindset, we start with why you've quit so many times before. What hasn't worked for you? Why do you even care about this? Um, and start with from a place of your mindset, then then we've started from the root instead of, okay, yes, these are tangible things and you can't really see what's happening in here, but in all of this, our business, weight loss, all of this, we're looking for sustainability and freedom, right? Like we're looking for the habits and consistency that is sustainable for longevity of what our goals are, whether it is in your weight loss journey or in your business journey. And so I think a lot of the time, what happens is I always say your inner world creates your outer world. And our inner world is only telling one side of the story. It's telling what we think is real instead of, well, does it have to be real? Has it always been that way? Like what data do you have to prove that? Right. And so if we start to take these limiting beliefs and these like self-imposed negative self-talk and we flip it on its side and we tell the other side of the story, what does that story look like? How can we get there? And how can we really put our thoughts on trial to get to that place where we don't have to feel that way? Why would we choose to feel that way? Right? (laughs) So um, yeah, that's that's how I love to look at it. Yeah. And I think when you can really overcome those limiting beliefs and those self-imposed beliefs and figure out where they stem from, that's really when your journey starts to change. And when you start to take more risks that are going to get you towards the results that you want. Absolutely. Was there ever a time in your own business journey where you felt like giving up on yourself and your business because of all of these negative thoughts that you were having? I'm like, is every day an okay answer? (laughs) So true. So, I mean, no, like you said in the beginning, I mean, being an entrepreneur by definition is being on a roller coaster. It's like, whether it's the every day, every week, it just is. Um, And some days you'll feel so dialed in. Yes, I meant for this. And some days you're like, am I doing enough? It's just such a wild ride. And so what pulls me, I like to be pulled, not pushed, but pulls me is the why behind your business, right? And it's the same thing that goes for what I teach in weight loss coaching is like, you have to have a bigger reason. And I think there's a twofold to this. So you need a why that's selfish and a why that's like vain and exciting and just more, you know, a little bit bigger. So, um, you know, the why behind your business of impacting, that's my why is impacting as many serial quitters as possible. And this business makes that possible. That's my why, you know? So it's like one day it feels like you have no clue what you're doing. What am I saying to my client? I don't even know what's happening, but it's about creating massive momentum. 
right? And I say action cures everything. So even if you're feeling paralyzed because you're not sure where to go next, am I doing the right thing? Am I paying attention to this? Oh, there's this new social media. Oh, should I be on here? How much time should I spend on here? How many reels? How many take like all the things, right? It's like, just move, move in the direction that's already working. And how can you build on that? But you cannot just sit there and think that life is going to happen to you the way that you want it to. We have to create that massive momentum. And I say, I like to say it as uh, be an ocean. Don't be a swamp. Like the swamp is there just mucky and there's mosquitoes and it's just stagnant, right? Let's be an ocean. Let's be massive. Let's like ebb and flow. Sometimes there's low tide. Sometimes there's high tide. Like the deeper you go, the clearer it gets. Like it's just, there's so many, um, relatable aspects to being this like massive ocean that creates momentum. 100%. And I, I always love how, like, there's so many different ways you can use water t- as an analogy. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that like exactly what you were saying is that if you are stuck in that murky swamp, nobody wants to be stuck there. It doesn't feel nice. It's not a very nice area to be, but If you have that driving factor behind why you wanted to start a business and what kind of impact you want to make, or maybe if you're even just like a little bit selfish and you just, you just want to travel more and have that opportunity, I think that's really going to help you stay motivated on those days when you feel like giving up. Because I mean, I don't know. I think there's, there's just always has to be that driving factor that pushes you to get through those, those dark times where you feel like quitting. Absolutely. For sure. You have to have a bigger overarching reason pulling you towards it. (laughs) Yeah. Would you say that those are the ways that you like to keep yourself accountable and motivated is always reminding yourself of your why? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's part of it. It's just the struggle is guaranteed, right? Like we know, I mean, look at 20, the year 2020. Oh yes. I saw that coming, right? But and that was a baseline for everybody. But the the struggles are going to hit. It's like, how do we, instead of asking for them to be removed, how do we figure out how to get over them? So that the next time that the struggle hits in your business, in your goals, then you have that data, you have that experience to get over it faster because we know they're not going to be removed. (laughs) Maybe some of them, but we got, we have to get stronger and more capable to bounce back faster when those struggles do hit. Hey coach, I know you're loving this episode, but I had to interrupt it to tell you all about my invisible to visible one-on-one program. Are you a new coach in the first year of your business and struggling to sign your first client? My Invisible to Visible program teaches new coaches just like you how to attract consistent clients by showing up on video effectively and converting them just by being yourself and leveraging your personality to sell. This four month program is for the new coach who is craving to stand out in their industry, fill up their offers with dream clients and book out their services. In this program, I will help you go from overwhelmed and confused to a confident and empowered visibility queen that consistently sells out her services by simply showing up as herself and implementing magnetic marketing strategies. 
If you are a new coach and you are ready to sign consistent clients, but you're scared of showing up on camera, you're confused what content to post or how to stand out, then click the link in the show notes to apply and get ready to become way more visible. I'm like trying to put together like a a fitness and like a mobility analogy here. But so tell me if this doesn't make sense. But I feel like you have to train your muscles in order to increase like your ability to like weight lift or whatever or like the more fit and the more mobile you are the easier it is for you to recover from injuries and so I feel like it's the same thing with your mindset where like the the more you work on it then the maybe not the easier but like you you get to see how to process all of those limiting beliefs and like how to get to a place where you have that growth mindset absolutely yes you can snap yourself out of it faster like, nope, I forgot. I was a bad bitch. Here I am. That's what's up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So absolutely. It's just like your, uh, how you were saying you can lift heavier, right? It's about your mental endurance. How much longer can you go without having those mindset gaps? Mm-hmm. And I feel like everything that we do, whether we have our own business or whether we don't like, um, being, being active and being, uh, and doing like lifting weights and stuff. I feel like there's always an aspect of mindset that comes with everything that we do. And as hard as we try to just focus on the strategy or just focus on the technique, it really does all come down to your mindset and how you perceive like overcoming obstacles and how you move through those times where you just feel really down on yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. It all stems from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as a serial quitter, do you ever feel like there is actually a justifiable time to quit? Or do you feel like it's always something that you can, I guess, pursue? Sure. Uh, yeah. There's like relationships that you can quit. There oh, are, <laughs> yes. I, I like to call it addition by subtraction. So what can you subtract from your life that will then therefore add to it? And that could be people uh, in your real life, that could be people on social media, like you just talked about the mute button. I mean, that is your, that's one of your best friends, your best tools, right? But I think as far as it comes towards your business or goals like that, I always ask myself in this season, is this for me? So when we holistically look at our goals, and everything that we want, right? I'm looking at a vision board. I'm looking at my weekly goals, like all of that. In that moment, I'll be the first to tell you, you can have it all, but can you have it all right now in this season? So just like the seasons of our weather, our life has seasons. And sometimes that means you have to stop a certain thing, hobby goal to give your brain space, time, and energy to something that's more important in that season. So uh, in the past three years, 15 months out of those three years, uh, we had my husband's grandfather in our home with stage four lung cancer on hospice. Oh, wow. Full-time caregiving. And I asked myself in those seasons, like, can I, can I add more to my plate? And it's not necessarily about viewing it as if you're quitting. It's just, do you have the capacity for it right now? And if it's something that really means 
something to you and a goal that that is on your heart for a reason, then it will stick with you in another season. So I just think that we have to feel empowered. Uh, how I coach this is like, you, you are empowered to change your mind. I think so often we're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to look like I'm shifting from here, here, or like I have this business and that you are empowered to change your mind. If you have reflected on why that's not working, um, is it your capacity? Is it because you are actually quitting? If you can be real with yourself and have those conversations, I think it's just that something at some point has to take priority. And if everything and everyone else starts to take priority above you and your goals, that's when the unjustified quitting starts. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, I feel like this is something else I read on the internet. Um, But I feel like if you already have, if you've already started your business, then you already have like that part of you that wants to pursue something different from maybe like a traditional path that you book that you went down, or maybe you already feel like you just want to create something new for you. So like, as you said, when you get through those seasons where things start to have higher priority, it doesn't mean that you're quitting. It might just be that you're like, Um, readjusting or finding a new balance to your life and reprioritizing where things were. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, I feel like there was something else I was going to say. Oh yeah. And another thing, I feel like also quitting has such like a negative connotation with it. And like, I don't know, I feel like just growing up, like it was always bad to be seen as a quitter, but I really feel like sometimes you just you change as a person. And especially at when you're an entrepreneur and you're going through that self-growth journey, you, you start to change like what your preferences are or like what your, your hobbies are. And so you could even just come to a time in your business or in your own personal well-being journey where you're no longer aligned with what your goals previously were. And so I feel like it's okay to shift what you're your new goals are and think of it as just you changing your mind or like shifting into something else that you're more aligned with instead of thinking of it as something that you're quitting and just leaving behind. Yes, absolutely. I mean, to your point, if that's the case, the shift, the change, the transformation, being intentional is so much different than quitting. I feel like is almost 90% passive. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you just forget about it or your habits, you know, just go out the window and it's, it's as if you've never even thought about it again. And then when you realize what you've done, then it's like, oh, I quit that again, you know, and, but if you're intentionally choosing, this isn't for me anymore. I've tried it. I'm all about case studies. Uh, (laughs) All my, all my clients that listen to this are going to like roll their eyes like, yes. (laughs) So I'm all about case studies. And if you can prove to me that these next 30 days, you are feeling more energetic, you're feeling your highest self because you eliminated this thing. Hell yeah. Lean into that. Like that is not quitting. That is you making an intentional shift and intentional transformation to better your life. 
Yeah. And I, like I used to I used to take piano lessons when I was younger, as I'm sure like so many people did. And I I quit them when I was like really young just because I I didn't want to do it anymore. And it was like that was definitely an unjustified time to quit. But now, like I really wish I had stuck with it because I feel like that's just such a great skill to have. And like I really wish I was able to play the piano better now. Yes, I <laughs> I echo every single word you just said about piano. Yes. yes. <laughs> I have the same story. Uh, yeah. So relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what tips do you have for new coaches who are struggling with staying accountable? So break down the big picture into manageable chunks and then start to build on it. There's so much overwhelm of information especially when you're just starting, there's a thousand ways to do the same thing. We just talked about the vitamins. There's a thousand ways to do the same thing and you have to figure out what works with you. And I call it doing it messy, like get it done and move on. And that actually has resonated in my own business in that I don't like to show, I did, I used to, but I don't anymore like to show so much polished, mm -hmm. like polished look of it all. Right. So if I'm presenting or if I have a um, guest coaching, I eliminated the beautiful Canva presentations for the reason of, I want to show other women, it can be simple and effective. Like it doesn't have to be this overwhelming, oh my gosh, I have to check every single box, right? So how can you take what it is that you have to do next in your business and break that into a manageable chunk? And then once you build on that, you build confidence, right? Once you're able to check a box, like, oh my gosh, I just figured out how to make a Zapier. I just figured out how to send an email like to a workflow. And you're, you'll start to build that confidence and that massive momentum, like we were just saying, it builds and it builds and it builds and you're off and you're running. And I think that with the overwhelm in the beginning, uh, what I, what I do now that I wish I would have done is making, I make dream lists. So you're overwhelmed with the amount of information, the amount of people, maybe uh, coaches that are, you want to work with for different reasons, people you want to hire, right? So I make dream lists. I'm like dream coaches. These are the coaches that I want to work with in the next year or two. These are the masterminds I want to do in the next year or two. These are the collaborations I want to do. These are the social media uh, platforms I want to be on. You can't start the, I mean, you can, <laughs> but maybe you shouldn't uh, start the podcast and the YouTube and the, and yeah. the clubhouse and the TikTok and the real, like all of that the sounds like time. burnout. So creating those lists where you're able to, yes, it's on the radar, but let me figure out when I have the capacity to get there. And that is what's going to keep you accountable is when you can start to feel that you're checking things off, that you're making progress, that forward momentum gets you excited. You're like, oh, what's next? What else am I capable of, right? Just like that lifting uh, analogy. When you, when you lift that first 50, 10 times, you're like, ooh, 
Let me try the 60 next time. It's the same thing in your business. You're working that muscle of confidence because you're able to complete all these tasks and figure it out somehow, figure it out, right? And, um, but then all of those things that you're feeling the overwhelm for, figure out a way to organize those so that they don't take up brain space and you have the capacity to be accountable for your business. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like when people write to-do lists and then they put like write to-do list as one of the things they have to do just so they can cross it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like when you can create things or when you can create lists of things that you have to do in such small bite-sized pieces that I really feel like it makes it easier for you to get through them because you're looking at it like very small picture instead of thinking about like, oh, this month I need to like sign two clients or something. Um, that can be super overwhelming, but when you break it down into each step you have to do, then I think that just makes it seem way more doable. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And then last question for you, what's something that you wish you knew when you first started coaching? So along those same lines that we were just talking about, it doesn't have to be perfect to get results. So where I had this idea that while branding, messaging, all of that is super important, uh, I think that I needed to take myself out of that and really focus on the results of my clients and the content that they get in the program is more important than how it pretty it looks, right? So it's like, I would I rather have incredible life-changing content or make it pretty? It's possible to have both, but in the beginning, when you're probably doing it alone and you don't have a team, which one do you have the bigger capacity for? And I'm hoping that it's the incredible life-changing content, right? That you're going to get the transformations, the uh, social proof, the client testimonials because of how badass and awesome your programs are and your content is within the programs and the transformations and shifts that they see, which will then give you all of that amazing, uh, pretty content that you can create into <laughs> your uh, messaging and your branding and all of that. But yeah, it's just really, it's hard not to get caught up in that because we're looking at some of these bigger thought leaders maybe um, that are doing it so well and it's so dialed in and it's all the pretty colors and everything looks the same and all of that. But really when you get down to it, like what are the client transformations that they're going to see? That is the most important piece of your business. And that is where 95% of your focus should be in the very beginning. Absolutely. And that's going to be the most valuable part to your clients. Like they're not going to care that you have, I mean, they might care um, that you have a very nice aesthetic, but like if they're going to feel comfortable working with you and, you know, getting, getting that transformation that you offer, they're going to want to know that you can offer it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, so I just said, I love case studies, right? So I did a case study where everything on my Instagram was, I, had a coach tell me certain things to put and create these Canva uh, graphics and all of this stuff. And it was so aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but my engagement fell. 
Like we, we resonate with people that are personable, that uh, we can relate to. And so you doing it messy in the beginning of your business is so relatable. You're real, right? That's why people love uh, Instagram lives or live video because you can't go back if you messed it up. I get to see how you really are, how you really speak, uh, you know, your mannerisms, all of that, right? I get to see you in real raw form and it's not curated. And so it's really just like, how can you show up the most authentic as possible and, um, and then figure out your messaging that resonates with your client that you, that you want to impact? Yeah, definitely. I feel like authenticity has really become a huge part of social media over like the last maybe even two years. And just people want to relate to other people and people want to feel heard and like their their thoughts and their feelings are not just like their own, but also like shared among a, a larger community. Yes, we want to know we're not alone. We want to know that even though your life looks awesome, that you struggle too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you again so much, Taylor, for coming onto the podcast and for sharing so much insight onto really sticking with your goals and um, how to quit quitting. Where can people find you online? Thank you so much for having me. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all at Taylor Made Tasty. Uh, my website is taylormadetasty.com. And then you can also text me if you'd like at 949-503-9746. Very cool. Well, I will put all of those links in the show notes below. And if you guys really enjoyed this episode, then be sure to reach out to Taylor on any of her platforms and let her know that you listen to this podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. You just finished listening to an episode of the Build Your Own Business podcast. I really hope you found it valuable and you got some information that you can take away to start building a profitable online business. It would mean so, so much to me if you could take the time to subscribe and share it with your friends on social media so this message can reach hundreds of other ambitious entrepreneurs. While you wait for the next episode, you can find me hanging out at shaniaclark.co on Instagram. Until then, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.